Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kevin. And I'm Leslie. How you doing? You Good. Right? Tuesday? It's Tuesday. It doesn't feel like a Tuesday, does it? It's more fun when it's a Friday. It is. Yeah. Cup, cup of tea yeah. instead of the beer. Oh, well. PG tips. Really? Yeah. Found them in the supermarket. Oh, and the little British... $400 a box, but that's fine. <laughs> it's a good cuppa. Yeah, I know. Good cuppa. All right, this is episode 31. We're at number 21. Travis, the man who... Is this where you're just going to case into the corner of the room for the next hour and a half and just go, hmm... Can I do my own disclaimer? Oh, go on then. Oh, uh, your own disclaimer? <laughs> yeah, go, go. No, not, not that one. But Leslie's today, views in this podcast. I don't know how this is going to go down. Oh, really? Okay. Because I still don't know. Oh, okay. I feel like a shell of a person. <laughs> Talking about this album, because it's just... I don't know. I okay. Just... All right. Well, let's let's get through the actual this disclaimer. Um, so you can tweet us at BritpopBanter or email us BritpopBanter at gmail.com. All views expressed on this podcast are 100% own, our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Yeah, we should change that for you going. I'm not really sure how I feel about this album. I don't know how I feel. Just for this Travis. <laughs> It's tough, isn't it? Last week's album, we got a lot of stuff to cover actually this week, so let's let's get into it. Last week's album, Shed Seven. Did you have Shed fun? Shed Seven! That's, I don't know why you did that. You had fun? I did have fun. Mm. I think we. Um, I liked it. Very yeah. concise episode as well, actually. It was very. It was an hour and 36 minutes, even with the track on there, so concise, to the point. Wow. And there was a few tangents. I still, because that episode, timing wise, we're trying to get a bit ahead of schedule, and. That episode went live this morning. I want someone to analyse your dream. Remember your dream? Yeah. I analysed it, right? Uh-huh. And I, no, no, not for that. I want to see what people come at you first and say about your weird-ass dream. But uh, I actually did a bit of digging into it. So it's actually a thing? It's a thing. It's an actual thing, people getting shot in dreams. What I didn't find out is what you said that bullets went through you. So you were shot... But they went through you. Didn't have any impact though. Yeah. So the... I was bleeding, but I was fine. Okay, so you were shot but didn't die. See, that's a whole different... Ran all the way to Safeway. I know, I know. So there is a thing, that it's a real thing, people dying in dreams. Well, people getting shot in dreams, I should say. Should I be worried? No, 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 no. You've just got some things you need to talk with your therapist about. <laughs> She'll help you through it. Uh, so uh, let's get into it. So I've got... You asked me last week about gigs. And I said, oh, I've not got anything for yeah. ages. I got Peter Hook this Friday. You do not. I do. So Joy Division reorchestrated with uh, Peter Hook at the Opera House this Friday night. How cool is that? That sneaked up on me. It's exhausting. I know. I know. But then I'm then I'm sweet for the whole month of uh, August. I'm sweet. Um, I asked you to listen to Liam Gallagher's song once. What do you think about it? I listened to it once. <laughs> what do you think? I think it's beautiful. Oh, so I thought you were going to go the opposite way on this. So did I, because to be honest with you, I think the last episode I said, oh, I'll listen to it more. Yeah, you threw um, It's not earth shattering, but it's just it's a, a really... It's a nice song, isn't it's it? It's a nice song. Yeah. It's love. I think he's... I really enjoy it. I think his vocals on it are great. I think that it's a lovely... The lyrics too, like it's just a nice... It's a nice song. I like the, the, the bit of the strings coming in at the end. I mean, that's my only feedback is it feels... It's it's really short, you know, three and a half minutes long, and it kind of feels like it go, can go for much longer. But I, I I'm really, a fan. Yeah, me too. I really liked it. 
Um, I've put out on Twitter that I want dance remixes of Britpop songs. Yep. Thank you to everyone who's responded to giving me suggestions. It's a really hard. There, are, it's it's slim pickings for decent Brit pop songs. But um, I've got some. If you have any, please send them through to me. Uh, One of the best ones, and it doesn't classify as Brit pop. It's a bit late. Is the Thin Duke remix of Four to the Floor Star Seven? Oh, I can slip that in, can I? That's to me. That's wasn't on the list. No one suggested that, and we because it's technically about... not Brit pop, but it's an indie track made into a dance track. True, love it. Okay, and I actually think that's better than the original. Oh yeah, well, yeah, because it's a it's a classic, isn't yeah. it? That one. Uh, we got, we had a review. Three out of five. Found this by looking for exactly for looking for something exactly like this. That's that's handy. Obviously, our oh. search engine works. Uh, two lovely people talking Britpop. Lovely people. Somebody oh. called me lovely. <laughs> Have you listened to it? <laughs> also been introduced introduced to some new music. Have a listen every Friday at work. I even forgive their dislike for my favourite band, Suede. <laughs> That's why we've got three stars. Well, I don't know if I dislike Suede. Yeah, we do. Or if I just don't like them. <laughs> no, I don't dislike them. I just don't think they're... All that. <laughs> um, that is from Addict of Oz. In Australia. Oh, in Australia. Yeah, we've got an Australian review. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate that. And um, and he's put a winky face next to Suede. So he knows we're just messing about. Yeah. So that's nice. You tasked me with final hurrahs. Remember? Yes. <sighs> that was no easy mission. Especially in... What? I didn't think you were going to do it this quick. On me, no. Four days. I had to t- and I'm like, no, I've got to do it. Did you yeah. do your... No, because I didn't think it was a instant well, thing. Well, you can do it. That's fine. It's fine. I just went, no, I'm going to do this. That's what one am I doing? Least favourite Least favourite songs Oh no I've started I've got my top five (laughs) So my only caveat for this Is because of the timing They're in no order Right So they're not ten to one I'm Oh no I'm not a fan of no order Like you've got it I can't because When I read this list Some of these are all Like most of these are Ten out of ten songs Right Ready Ready I'm ready Okay I'll start with the good stuff Alright Oasis Two songs, okay? Ooh. Champagne Supernova and Roll It Over. At the end of standing. Mm. Oh, it's a good good end song. Really is, right? Mm. She had seven parallel lines. We just talked about that. Ocean Colour Scene, Get Away. Yep. Yep, you with me? Good stuff. Manson, Dark Mavis. Oh, yeah. Grassman, Dodgy. Yes. Embrace the Goodwill Out. Good it's good. And it builds in between you and me. So let me go my way. (laughs) (laughs) That's too much for me. It's a beautiful song. Okay. Long pigs over our bodies. They had a good final hurrah. Blue tones, black star. Ooh. I know, that's a belter. Now, Cooler Shaker Hollow Man, which I know you didn't like, but it is a really good end song. So that's my 10, right? Number 11, which would have been in the top 10, had it not been for, it's not technically the last track on the album, Echabelly Dark Therapy, which is superseded by Worms and Angels, which we both said, ah, get rid of that, rid and of end on Dark Therapy. So how's that for a, a 10, 10 final songs? Okay, so there's a few I don't agree with. Like what? Roll Over. I like that song. I don't agree with... I like that with, album, though. Uh, We've talked about this. 
what was the other thing I didn't like? Hollow Man. Great song. Um, I'm not sure about Long Pigs. We talked about that, but you, you, I disagreed and I said it was. But anyway, that was my quick top it's ten. The best, yeah, I do. No, thanks. All right, so there is such a because you were uh, final. There are final harassed albums. This clearly proves it. And if I've missed any, please send it my way, and I will have a, a listen and admit that. I've I'd like it. to dig deep into those songs a bit, just for two seconds here, because so, um, <laughs> what is it about them? Okay, yeah. That makes so what's like you, you must have a favourite. Okay, first of all, got to be a decent length, right? It's got to okay. be. You know, you're moving into that six, seven minute mark for an end song, right? That's the three or four minutes doesn't cut it. It's got to start slow, right? It's got to build. Yep. And it's got to be, I think you gave me the trouble for using this. It's got to feel like a crescendo. Right? Oh, it's got to build. God. It's got to build. And every person in the band has to be given it their all. And then it just... So it's about effort. But it, it feels, but everyone has just given everything into it. And then it ends, and you know, you feel it's the last song on the album. That's a hurrah. And the, all those, the, all those, tick of the box. Cool. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that. I agree. Good. Okay, good. I'm glad. Thank you. I just, now I know that. Like, just now I know that. <laughs> we're on 20, episode 31 or something like this. Every but we're so- about to get into some really good final hurrahs in the chart. Now I know that. Now I know the benchmark. Now I know the criteria. Yep. You better not be coming at me with any half-baked, average <laughs> final harass. Because you've, you've set it up now. Thank you. This is yeah. not me having a go. No. You've set it up. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Comfortable with that? Okay. Good. I'd love to know what your top ten, doesn't need to be ten to ten one like I, the best intros to albums. Because I'm not a massive, I mean, yes, there's some good intros, but it's not. Oh, I, I always to. I always look to the end. And I think you always look to the beginning. So, because, you know, so I think I'd like, after you get past your 10 annoying songs of all time, let's get into the intros. I can do that. You can do that? I can do that. All right. Uh, we got some really good feedback um, around playing Moonlight Parade. Um, and we're going to try and play, you know, one song a week, just showcasing new artists or, or new albums that you may not have heard of that, that we've we've talked about, we've listened to and we've liked. So this week... We're going to play you uh, a song by Jay Tennant from the album Escape Roots that we reviewed probably about five episodes ago that we both liked. Uh, I'm going to play you the song The Stranger. And if you want to follow him, the album's on Spotify and he's on Twitter at jtennant underscore. Here's The Stranger.
like a band that we haven't talked about or um, you want them to have a song played on our podcast tweet them get them to email us we will play it like that's the coolest part about this is being yes. able to hear new stuff right we're going to fly through the Rolling Stones from 50 all the way to 30 whoa right I'm over it are you over it mm-hmm. are your kids still enjoying it I'm just intrigued I'm intrigued Okay, well, you know that this, because this is 50 to 30, no Oasis yet, obviously. No, because top 10 now. I can't wait to see the look on your face when you start to see some of these bands and you go, Oasis versus that person, maybe not. Number 50, we talked about the band. Number 49, your boy, Elton John. Love Elton John. Rockin' Man! (laughs) Um, I haven't seen that film yet. Mm -mm. Um, I'm not interested. Why? I'm not a fan of Elton John. Love Elton John. I'm not not that fast. Great songs. Oh, I'm yeah. still standing better than I ever did. Feeling like a true survivor. Has he done? Feeling okay. like a little kid. Has he done anything in the last twenty years? Yes. What's he done? Lots of songs. He did. Did he? He did an album with the Australian dance act Pinau. Did like, he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. Uh, Pinau or Empire of the Sun? I can't remember. All right, number forty-eight. Run DMC. Now, your favourite genres is rap. Yep. So, run Was DMC. I right about the Dr. Dre song? Don't boop, know yet. I'm boop, 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 boop. I'll let people come to us about that. Uh, this was a famous one, Run DMC. Um, yeah, Walk This Way. No, the other one. They did um, the famous one. It's like that. You're thinking yeah. about the Jason Nevins remix. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great remix. Uh, got anything else on Run DMC? Nah. The next one I do want you to Patty Smith. 
I love Patty Smith. Now, Horses. Did you listen? No. I've asked you ten times. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've been stacking up the home. You've been pinging homework at me left, right, and centre. What's Patty Smith do? So, female vocalist. Um, I want to say folky, but it's a bit. It doesn't. That doesn't explain it properly. Um, it's a sad music. Oh, some tracks are, but some tracks are powerful. Okay. She's. I. I put her in the same. I like her probably as much as I like Carol King. Different kind of music. Yeah. But just strong female. Okay. And really well thought out. Still going? Song. Still around? Actually, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Number Listen 48. to that album, though. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Number 47, Janice Joplin. Now, she's another cracker, isn't she? <laughs> um, she's another cracker. Yeah, another strong female. Okay, go um, Janice Joplin, she's no longer with us. She oh. sadly passed away. Okay. I want to say it was tragic. There are two things in my head. I'm not going to say either because it'll be wrong and you'll get angry. So <laughs> I'll tell you. That, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, rocky, punky, yeah, great. Not much. Look, I've never got really into it, but yeah. Okay. Next, the birds. Hey. Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh. Wasn't that that? Sing a song. That's Bob Dylan. I'll save you. Public Enemy, back to rap. Your favourite topic. No. Okay. Uh, Sky Stone? Nah. That might be slight. No, that's Sylvester Stone. Number 42, Van Morrison. No. One of his songs may feature in my. Least, least favourite mm. Really? Mm. Which song? Oh you can't tell me Because we're about to talk about that Okay go on. Something right. to do with the colour of somebody's eyes Oh Oh okay I know which song it is So annoying The Doors? Now I used to love The Doors So when I thought When I was really getting into music The Doors was always a band That people went on about mm-hmm. Jim Morrison mm-hmm. His whole thing mm-hmm. Oh Final Hurrah Do you want a Final Hurrah? Mm-hmm. You listen to the end Okay. That's the track, The End. Yep. And it's on the film Apocalypse Now, yep. which is one of my favourite movies. If there's not a final hurrah, I love Apocalypse Now. I've watched that at least 25 times. What? Vietnam. My <laughs> <laughs> God. What are you doing? Fans going round flying this bed. I know the whole thing. Love it. Really? It's an, oh, it's an absolute... Majestic movie. Majestic, not majestic. <laughs> Why is it majestic? Storyline, the acting, the like, the whole thing. I absolutely love it. The soundtrack. You don't, you don't, you don't know where it's going. I mean, the end. Didn't see that coming. I can't. I can't remember it. I know. Well, I think I watched it once, and I think it was probably you who made me watch it. It's a long, slow. I'm gonna IMDb it. Oh, it would have to be up there, but it's a low, long and slow movie. Smile. Is it overrated? No. It's not majestic. Yes, majestic. All right, okay. Um, the doors were massive. So when I was backpacking here originally, when I was 18, the doors, it was one of these like... 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's backpacking, right? Yes. Played the doors. Yep. And I was just, I never got it. I was like, oh. I was always like, put air, moon safari on now versus... 
Anyway. I think it was one of those try-hard bands. People want to like The Doors, even if they don't. Because Jim Morrison, because he was enigmatic and because he died young and because yep. of the whole yep. myth around him, yep. people want to. Yeah. Um, I like some of The Doors, mm -hmm. but the track The End, and especially because it's an apocalypse now, woofed. Okay. This is the end. 40. Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, no. They are... Songwriters of our time. Bridge, bridge over troubled water. I mean, yep. Does it get better than that? Yep, 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 yep. Uh, what do you think about Paul Simon's solo career? career Graceland. Oh. Graceland was good. Yeah. Got played a lot in the in our car. It's okay. Okay, number thirty nine, and this this is where you start to to get the dawning realization about your boys. Number thirty nine, David Bowie. So he's only number 39 Yep David Bowie Yep Number 39 Yep Who made this chart? Rolling Stone David Bowie 39 He should be top 10 <sighs> Number 38 This is going to kill you 38 John Lennon John Lennon is a solo artist I understand Okay Okay Number 37 Was it John Lennon Are they doing it John Lennon as a solo artist Or just John Lennon I would say it's John Lennon as a solo artist. So they're not including his time in the Beatles? No, 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 solo artist. So the Beatles would be a separate thing if they didn't? Maybe. Okay, I get it. That's fine. I'm comfortable Okay, so number 38 was John Lennon. Number 37, Oasis. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what ifs? Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Uh, so number 37 is Roy Orbison. <laughs> oh, everybody's parents loved him. Number 36, Madonna. 36, Madonna. You started to, started to feel it. Madonna. What's your thoughts on Madonna? Can we talk about her a little bit later on? Okay, we can. Yep. So, um, okay. We'll come, to, come back to her, all right? all right? I've got a segue later on. 35, Michael Jackson. 35. So we've got Bowie, Madonna, Michael Jackson... And they don't even crack the top 20. This is doing my head in. 34, Neil Young. Love Neil Young. Oh man, take a look at my life. I've got a really sad oh, song about nice Neil Young. Song. So I went to, um, what's that festival called? Big Day Out or something. Yeah. And so I went to that festival and he was playing oh, on the main stage. Really? Yep. Okay. And I was with someone really annoying. And, um, <laughs> and then... Wasn't me. They, no. And they wanted to go and see something else. And I said, fine, but... I've got to be back in time for Neil Young. Little did I think that Neil Young would be so popular that you got, were no longer allowed... They, they, they cordoned off... You, there was too many people, so they just stopped people coming through. Mm -hmm. You didn't get to see him? Nope. Ouch. Oh. I'm just glad it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, number th 33, the Everly Brothers. Why are they... Above David Bowie. I need an explanation. Oh, what, did they, what did they say? What they, was their speech? Well, it's a whole blurb. I can't... Well, I haven't got that. You need to start taking better notes. 30, <laughs> <laughs> 32, Smokey Robinson. Oh, tracks of my tears. You may say I'm fun at the party because I tell the joke or two. I love it. Smokey Robinson. <laughs> Number 31, Johnny Cash. 
Ring of Fire. Yep. That just reminds me of Celtic fans. Anyway, move on. I'll move on quickly from that. Cause I, okay. Number 30. Here we go. <gasps> Nirvana. Nirvana. Number 30. To be honest, they weren't around long enough to really... I don't mean that in a nasty way. What I mean is, like, they didn't... Like, Kurt you Cobain wasn't... That... With, he wasn't around long enough for them to be... To make a... Because you can't do it on the basis of one album. Okay. I think. Oh, amazing. Would they have carried... Would they have made... Would they have made, released seven great albums? Would you Would you compare it to Madonna, who's had... Right. How many... Have you heard her later, later song, it's, though? No, I have not. It's mental. She's got to stop. <laughs> like she does for her own sake. She's created. Oh, I can't. I don't know. She's created a new persona for herself. Great. In which she wears an eye patch. Cool. Yeah, that's all I've got. Anyway, shall we get into? I'm nervous about the top twenty. Oh yeah. Because okay. we're, I mean, half of who I would have put in if you'd have said at the start, who do you think? I'd have bind out Jackson. I'd have bind out Bowie. Yep. I don't know who's left. The Beatles, obviously. Yep. Would you? I swear. <laughs> Rolling Stones, they'll be in it. Yeah, okay. Beatles will be in it. Yep. Kinks, have we said? No, we went through them. Went through the Kinks. There's a lot more bands. <laughs> there is one thing that I, I have um, in particular, I've gone through. The so Who? They'll be in it. Yep. I've gone through and I've looked at it and I went, hold on, there is one thing blatantly missing from this rundown. Right? Oasis. Maybe. Right, should we get into the homework? Yes. You gave me the homework. Yay. You gave me Catfish and the Bottle Men. Men. I know. I don't know why I got confused myself. Uh, so they were the balance and we gave me the Blossoms, Cool Like You. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to go first? Um, Catfish and the Bottle Men. Okay. I can't believe they were here. That's Monday. Sad. Monday. Yeah. Right, so who are they? They are a band. They're a Welsh band. From the UK. Welsh band. Who were here? Well, that's still the UK. <laughs> For now, <laughs> um, I don't know how I didn't. They're big. I didn't realize. Oh, they're big. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I mean, when, are we that far behind? Because uh, I really. Because I'm probably you know not getting much airplay over here. To no. be honest, maybe. Um, but yeah, they are massive. I really enjoyed this. Okay, so let me tell you. So this is Enemy. Uh, Give them six out of ten for this album. Oh. Nothing's really changed between then and now McCann confesses on the song Basically A chiming classic rock belter That naturally lives up to its billing The lyric could sum up This technically accomplished and assured record Which doesn't do a massive amount To deviate from the template Of Catfish's debut While sometimes the formula just works Okay uh, What did you think of the album? Um, great tracks Long shot Conversation Yep Sidetrack And Overlap is a great Oh one. you almost had the same ones I had Yeah Bad track well, Only one bad track Two all Didn't like it Oh I didn't have that Yeah I don't like it um, Mission was okay I like uh, I didn't really like Coincide And I didn't like the Emily The last song Which just ends That annoys me Gaz Coombs did it in his album With the song Matador We're halfway through They just It's, it's over And it's Because Spotify Skips into the next song I'm like Oh what's this What happened to that song It goes into the next track It's really annoying Whoa You don't find that annoying Well Where's the rest I think it's there for a reason Anyway 
I really like this album. Alright, I know I'm whinging, but I actually genuinely, I liked it. I want to hear more from them. Would you give it as a rating? 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 for me as well. Shame we missed them. Shame we missed them. Blossoms, cool like you. No. So, who are they? They are a mosaic. They call themselves that. Five piece from Stockport. What do they sound like? I have a little thing about what they sound like. Go on then. I think it's UK indie meets Stranger Things. Ooh. I don't. You don't think they get you get that eighties feel? You do get the eighties feel. Oh, thank you. you That's exactly. Yes. There you go. Okay. I thought you meant they were scary. No. No. I'm being silly. Thank you. All right. So, enemy gave them eight out of ten. It's like an early greatest hits. Cool like you is overflowing with singles. None are greater than the new wave blondie stomp of Lying Again or the high speed chase of I Just Imagined, uh, Just Imagined You, which ought to open either their sets or their encores for the foreseeable future. Whether or not that could be a festival headline show falls down to fate and fashion, but with their second album, Blossoms have certainly had a good damn crack. So for me, great tracks. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why. First track. Love it. I Can't Stand It. Yep. Cool Like You. Yep. Stranger Still is my favourite. Yep. Between the Eyes. Got it. Don't have any bad tracks. Struggle with a rating. Ooh. Struggle, and this is why. So I need to take my own advice. Because my heart tells me nine. Oh, no way! But my head's pulling me back down to 8.5 because I don't want to be looking at this in six months' time. Like and me. me going, what are you doing? I don't want to have an instant pleasure moment like you did last <laughs> week. But so I, I don't say- know. I can't see me not liking that album anymore. Like, I can't see it. I don't have... There's no skippers. I don't definitely have a, no skippers. I don't have a bad track. And so then I go... I don't have any bad tracks and that's not like me there's always usually one that I go, yep. skip yep. I don't have any of them I love his voice mm-hmm. I love the lyrics the sound the sound it's unique the songwriting it's unique it's kind of fresh but it's also yet familiar yeah I don't know what I'm doing so I've put 8.5 down here I did have 9 I think treat yourself because treat myself treat yourself right because so I had 4 4 nines right I thought I had 5 but I had 4 and I'm going to drop, as we said, Shed 7 and my boy Kyle, right? And I'm going to be left with Paul Draper and Embrace, who I listened to both this week, and they still stack up for me. So I'm two. You're one with She Drew the Gun. I think you need this. I if you don't have a bad word to say about this album... But is this better than, my, is this better than Embrace, my 8.5? Is this better than Blackheart Lullabies? This is the other thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, what this, this has caused me some confusion. Because <laughs> I enjoy this I will listen to this album a lot moving forward. And okay. I will want to dig into more of their stuff. Okay. This has been a good find. I know they're not new and it's, we've not introduced anyone new to the, the world. I'm going to stick with my eight and a half. So you think... I'm going to play this Your other eight and a half, I've got to say, so you had Black Heart Lullabies by, yeah. by Echo Belly... And you had All This Life by Star Sailor at eight and a half as well. Oh, and I like that. I'll come back to that. So I don't think you actually gave Embrace an eight and a half. I think you probably gave it an eight. Oh, did I? Yeah. So do you think it's better than Star Sailor's album? Oh, for goodness no. sake. Well, eight then, and a half. Locked an eight. I'm All comfortable. Right. I'm comfortable. For me, I was so happy you liked like eight out of ten for me. I really liked it. I thought it was a great album. I loved it. Absolutely. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Brilliant. Homework 
You've told me I've got more homework. Yeah, you do. You totally put me off my spreadsheet here. So the homework is going to come in as part of a wider discussion that we're about to have. <laughs> but I think we should do guilty pleasures first. Oh, okay. And then, because then I need to go to my next segment, because out of that will come your homework. And will come your homework for the foreseeable future until oh. I'm quite ready for this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking the structure. Um, all right, uh, where are we? Guilty pleasures? Yes. Cheryl Crow, mm-hmm. Tuesday night social club. I was really excited um, by this exercise. Like, by when you threw that out to me, I was genuinely really excited. I was not when I listened to that album. So that album is is not what I expected. Especially when you go like Run Baby Run, which is a good song. Yeah. All I Want to Do, which is a fantastic song. The rest, oh my God. God, oh, miserable. So, sorry. Did, no, you go. What did you think? Because you So, good tracks. Run, baby, run. Yep, got Strong it. Strong enough. I love it. It's a beautiful song. No, I don't have that. That's in my oh, makeup. Strong enough to be my man. Um, all I want to do. Yep. I do quite like I Will Believe. Yeah, I got that. What can I do for you? Got that. Because that's weird because she sings it in reverse. I couldn't get my head around it for a while. Oh, okay. like she's, did you not pick that up? No. Anyway, I wasn't. I wasn't too happy with what was happening at the time when I was listening I to this. Okay, um, bad tracks. Solidify. Mm-hmm. Can't cry anymore. Mm-hmm. The Nana song. Oh, the Nana song is just. It's just okay. who told Cheryl Crow she could rap? No. <laughs> this album hasn't aged well. No, it's not how I remember it because no. I used to play this a lot. Yeah, five and a half out of ten. You're being really generous with that. Same as you, I, I actually, I actually, I can't, I don't think I've been that excited by a guilty pleasure and then listened to it and felt that deflated. Wow. But in saying that though, it's still not a bad album. It's still not Take That. It's still not, you know, who else did I have? The London Boys. You know, it's still not, I mean, I could put... It's no London Boys. I had more fun at the London Boys. Yeah. So how do I rate that? Four out of ten is what I gave Cheryl Crow and I think I'm being nice. Whoa. I don't know, I just really... I don't know, I was really disappointed. I was gutted when I listened to it. You look gutted. I was. Anyway, my turn. Uh, so, she came up earlier, you asked what my thoughts were about her. Your guilty pleasure is... Madonna. It's Madonna. What album? Well, because of the time constraints, I'd love to pick another album. But this one, Ray of Light. Oh, I love this album! <laughs> that was going to be one of mine. All right, I'll give that a nine. So this is a guilty pleasure of mine because at school you can't come out and say I like Madonna. It's a great song. Because I couldn't get I couldn't get Echabelly over. Never mind Madonna. Frozen. But this, uh, oh, I mean, some of the tracks on this. But funny you asked me about Madonna earlier. I must listen to Confessions of a Dance Floor once every six months. Wow. Because Jacques Lacan is the producer, so it's very... It's a very good album. What's the one that you still had on vinyl? Get Together. Yeah. Oh, great song. Great song, right? It's actually, that album is a, and it's a fantastic, fantastic album. I actually used to put that in DJ sets. Did you? Mm-hmm. Great album. But this one, Ray of Light. I'm excited by that. Let's That's get into not... it. I'm, I'm happy with that. Right. Uh, can we go into Britbot One-Liners or do you want me to go backwards now? What do you want me to do? We'll go backwards. we do the homework now. Okay, go on then. So... Um, 
the reason I want to do this is because it came out last week, the nominations of our favourite music prize. Oh. Mercury Music Prize nominations came out for this year. Be honest, how many did you know? Quite a few. Whoa. So the winner will be announced on the 19th of September 2019. So I thought that we could spend the next few weeks till then reviewing the nominees because they're all British and they're all new. And then we can, I think what would be fun is we could say who we think should win. Oh, that's actually quite a good, t- I like that. Good thinking. So we can say who we think would be the finalists and who we think we should win on our merit versus our, with our ratings compared to the judges. Oh, See? I love that. You do get some weird stuff though. Yeah. Not you know you do. That. So uh, anyway, last year the winner was Wolf Alice with Visions of a Life. I had a crack at that today. How'd you go? This challenge is going to bode well. Okay, so... <laughs> now, bear in mind, we've had some really strong winners of this prize. Yeah, Gomez, of course. Gomez, yep. Talvin Singh, yep. M People. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I found this really interesting art, uh, article, and it's also got the betting odds. Oh! So that'll maybe give us an indication. I don't want to... I don't want it to judge or to, I guess, what's the... What's the word I'm looking for? You don't want to sway my mind. Sway your mind. I want but to be independent. One, Anna Calvi and the album Hunter. I think I've listened to Anna Calvi before. Yeah. Better nods, sixteen to one. Okay. She sounds like left field, left field pop and edgy art rock, okay. underpinned by operatic vocals and theater, theatrical artistic vision. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> um, number two. How many well, is that? A few black <laughs> black midi schlagenheim. Sh- <laughs> what? Yep, don't know. S C H L A G E N H E. Your pronunciation of it. Uh, schlagenheim. They're a blend of noise rock, kraut rock, post punk, funk, post hardcore. What's kraut, kraut rock? Well, German, but I mean it's a British thing, so I don't know what's kraut. going on. Um, yep, okay. and then bit of odds ten to one. Oh, okay, keep going. Kate LeBon with the album uh, Reward. She's a Welsh singer-songwriter. Um, she sang on albums by the Manic Street Preachers, the Chemical Brothers and Kevin Morby. Dream psych folk lush art pop with breathy vocals. What's breathy vocals mean? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, 1601. Okay. Next one. Dave. Psychodrama. I just like the sound of that. Um, British rapper Grime artist Now Grime What's your thoughts on Grime? We're about to find out <laughs> um, Bold beat Socially conscious lyrics With us against the world mantra Betting odds 3 to 1 Oh Just His name's Dave Dave Foles Just Dave Just Dave Just Dave His his label didn't go Maybe change that Nah he sound I like feel a man. he's gone for that He's gone for that Man about town Dave Maths teacher feel Yeah okay No not maths teacher He's more like a Man about town. Carlsberg export drinking. Dave. Yeah. Okay. Um, Foles, everything not saved will be lost, part one. I like Foles, I'll look forward to that. 1601. Okay. Fontaine's DC dog roll, young Irish rock quintet. I've listened to them before. Guitars ranging from surf classic rock, bloody blah, eight to one. Mm-hmm. Idols, joy as an act of resistance, frenetic punk rock, heavy wall of guitars, uh, and horse screams. I will not like that already. They're on our list. We were going to listen to them, well, but they're way down there. Coming sooner than so that's fine. There. Good, Bet good. Not six to one. Okay. Little Sims Z. Huh? 
Hashtag Zed. Great area. One of the UK's most gifted rappers. Little Sims. Mix is truly unique, sometimes jazzy, sometimes punky, soulful backing beats. Okay. 10 to 1. Neo Saturn. Now, I love Neo because I've, and I think she, and now Neo, I don't know how you say it, but um, I listened to her stuff, but probably about two years ago, I got into this track, and now I haven't listened to this particular album, but I think she's really great. Says, uber talented pop act making her grand statement. Um, I, you might like that. The album Saturn, 10 to 1. Okay. Seed Ensemble, Drift Glass, 10 piece jazz band. So you need no 25 to 1. What's about? I hate jazz. Yeah, me too. Oh, I can't stand yeah. it. Well, it's transcendent improvisational jazz with African and British and Caribbean influences and spoken word poetry. So, but you can't wait for that one. <laughs> um... They always do that. <laughs> Number 11, Slow Tie, Nothing Great About Britain. So the new leader of Britain's disillusioned youth, he's friends with Dave, uh, <laughs> writing out his political platform one angry grime bar at a time. Five, two, one. So that's two grime albums I've got to listen to. Na- the 1975, a brief inquiry oh God, into yeah. online relationships. They're Britain's biggest band at the moment. They are. Didn't they just win a whole bunch of the Enemy Awards? Yeah. 80s indebted pop band with wordy lyrics trying yeah. to make sense of the effed up world we're in. 12 I've, to one. I've tried to listen to them. Keep going. Oh, is that it? Okay. So what's so I think what we need is a clear, easy to understand Excel spreadsheet, clearly mapped out with some highlighting and a bit of formulas. What do you reckon? It's the only way we're going to be able to do this. Uh, no. <laughs> so what's your homework. Uh, how, so we're just going to do two albums So there's 12 take us That's six weeks That takes us up Until the time it's renounced That means we can't listen to any other music But that's fine Okay Go this, on So Your homework this week is Slow Tie Nothing Great About Britain Okay And the 1975 oh. A Brief Inquiry Into Online So you're doing that as well right? Yeah it's we're not both just are me. Okay cool Okay cool Alright Something different, let's do it. I think this is exciting. And we get to pretend with the Mercury Prize Awards panel. Yeah, and then we can give the award. We can <laughs> The Britpop we can send Banter them a t- Award. We can send them a t-shirt. Alright, should we get into Britpop One Liners? Yeah. Alright, here we go. Britpop One Liners! We didn't have time for this week's band, which is Travis. I've dipped in the well for suede. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Attic of Oz, this one's for you. This is for me. My one-liner, if you remember a couple of weeks ago. At least we got Bernie Butler. Ooh. Graham, a band who've still got it. Rob, so many killer B-sides. Ian, some good tunes, but not all that. Matt, I'm going to quote Talia Sogomonian in the enemy. Ambitious, brave and ludicrous. David, some good songs. If Oasis wasn't around, they would have been bigger. Do you want to... Do you think? I face Oasis wasn't around. Do you think it would have been there. a Blur and Suede fight rather than an Oasis Blur no, fight? No, it wouldn't. Because we've been through this. Suede are not accessible to the masses. Okay. Nothing that's up. my one-liner. Yeah, that's cool. Is that your one-liner? I think I'll take that kind of that's not that's, that's Yeah, all right. Suede is not accessible. I'm on fire tonight. Um, Paul, one good tune, Animal Nitrate, which yep. was severely overrated. Eight best Britpop band and still creating amazing albums. The Blue Hour is a good yeah, album. Yeah, it's all right. 
Richard made Trash sound great. Take Did that it. how you want. Imran, a great singles band with great albums. Martin, a band I should like, but I just don't. Oh, that's mine. You can't steal it. I like, I like that. Who was that? That was Martin. Martin's up. Yeah, that's how I feel. Chris, the first band that I felt like it was really, truly my own, rather than borrowed from one of the other kids. See, that's quite nice. <laughs> that was me and Echo Belly, mate. Colin, a uh, contribution to the Britpop story cannot be overestimated, but peaked after the first three singles. Michael Trailblazers with the ever-diminishing returns but turned it around recently. Rich, smooth and rough when stroked. Alex, anti-lad Britpop. Anti-lad Britpop. Yeah, it probably is intelligent Britpop. It's kind of like sometimes what I said about Blur. It's kind of... It's not lager, lager, lager type. No, it's not, is it? No. Okay. Um, Ready for this week's? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Focused? Focused. Travis the man who. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, the title The Man Who was derived from the book the, ba- the Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat by neurologist Oliver Sacks. It was released on the 24th of May 1999. This is Travis's second album. Previous album was Good Feeling, and, uh, which got to number nine in 1997. What followed it was The Invisible Band, uh, which was released in 2001, got to number one. All right. The label was Independiente, a division of Concord Music. They have Gomez, Embrace and Paul Weller. So they had quite, yeah, quite the catalogue. Recorded Abbey Road, Rack Studios and Mayfair Studios. The producer, Nigel Godrich, Ian Grimble and Mike Hedges. Nigel, he's done heaps. Radiohead, Beck, Air, Pavement and The Divine Comedy, your favourite. Ian Grimble, Beth Orton, Geneva and Manson. I love Beth Orton. Mm. He did the Kleptomania uh, Manson albums, which is brilliant. Mike Hedges has worked with the Manics. Is it? Yeah, it is. It is, actually. We'll get there. We'll get there. One of these days I'll, I'll be ready. Uh, so, Hedges, Manics, uh, U2, Dido, Faithless and Texas. Faithless, right? Just briefly. So, you know how I've been on the treadmill, right? I was like, you know what? Les has got me... Thinking about Faithless. Faithless live at Tea in the Park in 2016. HD. Watched the, watched half the set today. And I'll watch the other half tomorrow. You forget what a fantastic live act Amazing. Like I've just, seen them at least four times. So I've, got, I've been going back to back with their albums as well. They are just phenomenal. I didn't realise they'd reformed. Like that was 2016. I didn't realise. Yeah, well they didn't break up. Yeah, they, well they kind of just... They kind of stopped. Stopped. I think Rolo was over it. And then Sister Bliss was doing her DJ thing. Yeah. I love Sister Bliss. She's awesome. Very awesome. Um, all right. Tracks. Ten tracks. We've got one hidden track, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. And this is 47 minutes long, including that track. Without it, it's actually quite a short album. All their albums are short. Have you noticed that? Apart, they do. In a couple of the later albums, they extend it out. And you feel the extra couple of tracks I feel but that's just me how long was it in the tracks uh, The how long was it in the charts 134 weeks what yep it was massive this album I know it was absolutely massive I know it was speaking of the charts you ready yeah 1999 grim it's gonna be grim <laughs> let's go I've got this uh, albums 
Whitney Houston, My Love Is Your Love. My love is your love and your mom's oh. mother. And we're taking a turn here to break us. Oh, wow. Yeah, like my jazz hands. I, I wasn't going to comment on your jazz hands. but You've yep. taken my pen and I feel naked. Because you, you fidget and it wasn't working anyway. And I need one that works. Number nine, Cors, Talking Corners. <laughs> <laughs> and I will run away. What was he doing in that band? There was three sisters and one what brother, was he wasn't he? What was he doing? He was just had to be there, didn't what he? It's a whole family moron. affair. Moron. <laughs> no, he played an instrument. Sure. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Number eight, Fat Boy Slim, you've come a long way, baby. No, he's another one. What do you mean he's another one? That well, be careful. That I wistfully look into the future, not the future. Oh, you want to talk about? I just can't... Um... Would Rockefeller Skank be in your top ten? No. Oh, I like that song. Nah. Oh, I actually think it's it's severely overplayed and annoying. And I love that album. Anyway, carry on. Oh, I thought you said it would be my top, like, would I like it? No, no. No, that's what I'm saying, top ten Bad annoying Muslim, tracks. Like, that whole, that album, like... That's I, a great album. Like, right here, right now? Mm-hmm. Used to love it. Nah. Praise you. That's no. because you've just, you've, they've been hitting. Just over it. Okay. I we, I know and you like that Brighton Beach thing that's boring as well oh shut up you we'll talk about Fat Boy in our time Dean Martin the very best of <laughs> that's amore it's lovely though isn't it yeah. it's is nice number six was Backstreet Boys Millennium <laughs> don't know what's on that album five the man who Travis so it didn't go in at number one Came in at number five and then obviously got there. Number four, uh, Phonics, Performance and Cocktails. Number three, your mate, Shania Twain with Come On Over. I swear to God. <laughs> Music for stupid people. <laughs> you can't. Uh, convictions. Number two, The Hush by Texas. Aww. Number one, Gold, ABBA's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Jeez. Slim pickings, eh? Singles Gets worse Look at me by Jerry Halliwell At number 10 I don't know what that goes like Who cares Number 9 I want it that way By the Backstreet Boys And I want it that way I ain't nothing but a heartache Tell me why I never want to hear you say I want it that way Didn't expect that Well Number 8 Precious Say it again now I'm looking at Must be a girl band here I have never heard of them Neither have I Now we are into the whole Manufactured boy girl bands Because number seven Is Boys On With You Needed Me Gross This is where music went pear shaped Apart from dance music Yeah Right Six Speaking Saltwater by Chicane Great song Great song uh, Ooh Number five Kiss Me by Sixpence None the richer Yeah So kiss me Ding 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 Oh that Number four Can't Heat Jamiroquai Great song Number three That Don't Impress Me Much By Shania Twain Number two Oh I love these guys Ooh la la By the wise guys Say ooh La la Say something No Come on Come on on. You don't like that No Big beat at its finest That Their album Love it Number one, Sweet Like Chocolate by Shanks and Bigfoot. That was huge. Sweet Like Chocolate Girl. (laughs) 
Um, all right, let's get into Travis. Travis formed in Glasgow in 1990. This is when you start to feel a bit old because these guys came in at the bit at the end. I was ten. Yeah, Travis formed in uh, 1990. Fran Healy, Doogie, Doogie, Doogie Payne, Andy Dunlop, and Neil Primrose in the band. The film, the name Travis comes from the actor Harry Dean. Comes from the actor Harry Dean Stanton's character Travis Henderson from the film Paris, Texas. You ever seen it? No. Okay. Shall we go? Paris, Texas is a 1984 movie. Eight point one on IMDb. <laughs> you make me do it. Uh, I've not seen it, but the plot. I just read the IMD thing, and it basically said: guy stumbles out of the desert, can't speak, he's in a suit, only has a phone number on his person, can't remember a whole thing. Tries to piece together his life and what happened. Sounds cool. Cool. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton He was in the Green Mile movie Oh I love that movie It's pretty bad Like pretty sad movie Did you cry? Heaps Yeah Who doesn't cry to the Green Mile? Yeah You'd have to be dead inside Yeah I think he's the guy that gets electrocuted You know that And they don't put the water Oh it's brutal Um, Alright so they all It kind of all stemmed from a band called Glass Onion Yep Named after a Beatles song of which Andy Dunlop was the original part of. Movements happened in the band and they drafted in Neil and Fran, who was originally enrolled at the Glasgow School of Art. He dropped out two years later. And in 1993, they released an EP called the Glass Onion EP. The band won a music in Scotland talent competition and was supposed to win two grand. However, that money didn't happen. Instead, it went to a music in Scotland book, which they were not part of. How pissed off would you be? Uh, They appeared on Radio Scotland and Nico Bolas happened to be listening, a famous, uh, a US famous music producer who uh, is most famous for working with Neil Young. He went to see them in our hometown of Perth. And basically told them that they sucked and and they should get back into the studio with him. And this is when they recorded All I Want to Do is Rock. Great song. Okay. All I want to do, do is rock. rock. At the start of 1994, in sad news, Fran's grandfather passed away and he took some time away from the band, returning a couple of weeks later with a new frame of mind. He terminated the band's management and PR, preparing to pack up and take the whole band to the States. Before going, though, they did a sort of last gasp effort and sent the EP to Sony. And luckily, All I Want to Do is Rock, which you just, just sang, Charlie Pender liked it and organised a secret gig for Travis to impress the bosses, which went really well, and they were signed to Sony. Imagine that, right? You're, you're like, I'm out of here, I'm packing up my whole life, I'm gone, I'm going stateside, and then you just send a CD to someone and then you get a phone call going, actually, we want to sign you. Amazing. To Sony. Pretty incredible. Uh, there was one lineup change. They brought Doogie in and the band moved to London and started recording the debut album, Good Feeling. Les, what did you think of Travis's first album? I really, I, I like it. You I like it? I like it. Okay, it's about a six for me. Like you gave it a six? Yeah. So did I. Yeah. yeah. Both of us gave it a six. Produced by Steve Lillywhite, who's worked with U2, Rolling Stone, uh, Rolling Stones, Peter Gabriel, amongst others. Got to number nine and had All I Want to Do is Rock, Tied to the 90s and Happy. I remember Happy when I was Do you remember in More Than Us? That's beautiful. Yeah, I remember More that. Than you. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I love that one. Okay. Um, I had a friend who I used to work with who introduced me to the, the Good Feeling album and 
dragged me to see them at Team the Park that year. So that's how I sort of know and, and got into Travis. Um, from The Guardian, if there is fault to be found with good feeling, it's probably less to do with the material than with the production and the performances. In particular, there's a tendency to trudge rather than swagger in the manner the songs deserve. And some tracks could do with a little more trip to their gait, but that's a minor consideration on what is undoubtedly one of the best debuts of the year. Oofed. So you've got... Um, we both sort of talked about an article which Fran wrote about where he reviewed each of the albums. Yeah. Okay, did you see what he wrote about this one? Or do you want me to talk about it? You talk about this one. I was going so, to smash into the man who... Okay, Fran said, Good Feeling was a very frustrating record. It was our first album and it came out the same year OK Computer came out. Be Here Now came out and Urban Hymns came out. It was caught in the busiest time of classic British records ever. I don't think it's a great record, but that's more of a technical thing. I just don't like the way it sounds. He's right. Like, it's not a bad album. No. But when you compare it against those albums, big albums, right? Big albums. Um, so we got into The Man Who in 99. Massive change in sound. And that particularly came, with, came through with the change in producer to Nigel Godrick, who produced Radiohead's OK Computer. Uh, he'd just come off working with R.E.M., Natalie Imbruglia, and Beck into working with Travis. Nothing's right on time. Love that song. Love that song. So the major- the funny thing about this is, though, the majority of the songs for The Man Who had already been recorded before Good Feeling was ever released, which is weird. Because you kind of, for me, they're two different sounds, right? So it kind of feels like The Good Feeling was this kind of rocky indie album, and then you've got this album, which feels different, but actually they've recorded the songs all at the same time. Is that time. true? Yeah, apparently. I've, I've read it. You call me a liar? Uh, probably question that okay alright fine then just from what he says about it when in that article that we can go into it, I, I, yeah okay um, in 2006 The Man Who was named the 70th greatest album of all time by Q that's pretty big have they listened to it again <laughs> uh, I also won heaps of other at the 2010 Brit Awards it was nominated for the Best Album of the Past 30 Years Award. Jeez. Losing to... What do you think they lost to? Definitely maybe. What's the story? Oh, I knew it would be one of them. It was also included in the book 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. And as of May 2016, The Man Who has sold 2.6 million copies in the UK alone. That's insane. Incredible, right? So, do you want to talk about what Fran thinks about this? Yep. Go. And this is why I questioned it. So he said, it's a breakup album. It's an I've just been chucked and my heart is absolutely broken record. Mm-hmm. Which I can hear. Uh-huh, definitely. I'd split up with my girlfriend of three years. I was very attracted to her. I think as a human not having a father, you don't realise it at the time. But I realise it now as a father. If you don't have a mum or dad in your life, you have this huge gaping hole that you will never, that you'll never fill. And you can't just fill it with everything and it will never be full. It's abandonment or attachment issues and it leaves this big hole when you lose it. I was really attached to this person and she went to St Andrews to be a doctor. That record began its life when she started to plan to go. Then she went. Then I got chucked. The song Love is writing to reach someone that has their back to you or the door is closed, no one is answering. I wrote this song, the demo, which is the best version and sent it to her. I've never heard back. But it didn't matter. It was just a goodbye song. Writing to reach you is about her. Love is about that. 
and the fear is about that knowing what's coming, it's a breakup record. At the end of our first album, Good Feeling, we were starting to find our true voice, but on most of that album again, you're seeing our backs. They didn't see who we were, they saw us going through the suitcase and trying things on, so when we came back with The Man Who, nobody recognised us. Mm. The press effing hated that album when it came out because they didn't recognise it. They liked our back, they didn't like this, the way this looked. Okay. Um, it Well, five out of five it got from Sputnik Music, right? I'll read this because it's quite funny. Overall, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The Man Who by Travis is an album where you get what you put into it. Right, which is actually oh. quite true. Its lyrics have that heart-on-your-sleeve style of songwriting that Chris Martin would adopt in Coldplay. Fran Healy's approach is not as cringe-inducing as Chris Martin's. <laughs> but know that if you want self-awareness and levity, it won't be found on The Man Who. It may not be an album that touts its masculinity, but f- from where I stand, The Man Who is a bright spot in 1999's pantheon of great pop rock. Anyone into the trad rock of Oasis or, say, Suede may not get anything out of this album, but then again, as Fran Healy says in the beginning of the album, what's a wonder wall anyway? Can I touch on that? Yeah, of course you can. So, what's a wonder wall anyway? So, <laughs> Ryan, to reach you, I've told you before we did this that obviously learnt to play the guitar. Yes. Lightning Wonderwall. Yes. Then, obviously then, um, loved writing to reach you when it first came out. Yeah. Then obviously it talks about um, wonder, what is a Wonderwall anyway. Not only does writing to reach you mention Wonderwall, it borrows the chords. So, given and I read this article here and I think this is true. Given how Oasis built some of their best songs on pilfered riffs, it is poetic justice that one of their signature tunes would be repurposed for the commercial breakthrough of another band. What do you think about that? Well, I don't. It's really weird. We've talked about this a bit, and I, I don't, I don't really pick it up, to be honest. I guess, I guess if you you play the guitar, yep. So you immediately go to mm-hmm. the chords and the the structure. For me, I, I don't. It's just pick a different strum pattern because Wonderwall's got that really, I like, ding, ding, da, da, da. it doesn't have that, but it still does. Um, this article goes on about saying the first single to herald from the first. The forthcoming the man who name checked Wonderwall. It was not a chummy nod from one of the pack to the Alpha Dog. Mm. It was Healy as one of the millions of radio listeners who couldn't escape the ubiquity of one of the era's biggest hits. The radio was playing all the usual and what's a Wonderwall anyway? There's a tinge of frustration in Healy's voice as he considers the difficulty of communicating clearly with another person while a song that doesn't exactly make sense mocks him in the background. Ooh. And then they mention it again. They mention Wonderwall at the, on the slideshow yeah, track they as well. They do well. the very end track as well. They, yep. they, they do it for a couple as well. And it's one of the and we'll get into the tracks. But one of those lines is one of my favourites on the album. Oh, all right. Well, let's get into yep. it later on. All right. Um, I did. I did like the fact that Fran, when he was interviewed, said, "If I had to pick one of my albums to say to save from a fire, I'd say The Man Who, without a doubt. It rescued me at a time I needed rescuing." Yeah, so he's just been dumped. That's sad. Um, all right, so following the release, they did a massive 238 gig tour, headlining Tea in the Park, Glastonbury, and V Fest. I want to talk to you about this, right? Yep. Travis are kind of held up as leading the way after the downfall of Britpop. Oofed. With the new. No, no, just, well, when you think about it, with the new sound coming through, like Coldplay, Athlete, Elbow, Keen, 
and Star Sailor. Thoughts? Like, what do I... Where would I rate them in that no, no, just cohort? Do, do you think that was... They are one of the leaders in bringing this new sound that Elbow and Athlete... Yeah. You are? Yeah, I, I agree with that as yeah, well. Yeah, I think they are. I don't think they have... <laughs> so, I don't know if they've got the songwriting prowess of an Elbow. Okay. Um, but it's more accessible than Elbow. Yeah. I don't think they have... I think they've got more chart hits than a Star Sailor. Mm-hmm. So do I think... Yeah, I do. Okay. But they fall short. Like, I feel they fall short. I feel... I, I'm so... I can't... <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Uh, I don't right. know what I'm going to talk about. In the, honestly, in the tracks, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> the Invisible Band came out in 2001, right? I've basically said looks more of the same. Under the under the, the same producer, it has sing side flowers in the window. I hate flowers in the window. Do you? I think it's flowers in the window. Such a lovely day. Hope you feel the same. And I'm oh, oh, where do you go? Flowers in the window. Hate it. <laughs> Can't stand it. I like the way you danced to it. That was really good. Um, went to number one, and the band won best band at the Brits. For that. Mhm. Mhm. Q Magazine nailed it. While the wheel remains unreinvented, the invisible band fits its mark with unerring accuracy. Um, it's more of the same. It is more of the same. So much more But they, they, they basically just stuck with the same formula. They did a massive tour. And then, did you read about the accident that happened in 2002? No. So in 2002, pretty horrific accident actually. Drummer Neil Primrose dived headfirst into a shallow oh, swimming yes, pool I did. Yes, I did. while he was in France, breaking his neck, yeah, right? Well. He almost died due to severe spinal damage. And if not for his road crew and the people around him, he would have drowned. He recovered in six months from that and he was back for the next album. Good on him. Mental. Good on him. Like, I just read that and I went, I never even knew about that. Um, look... Fran, as we talked about what he thinks about these albums, I think sound-wise and pop-wise, it's one of our best records. Everyone says that's the nice record, and that's not a bad word, bad word when it's spoken. You meet someone and they say, he was nice, and that's not a bad thing, but in print it just means to, to mean that you're boring. I'd hate, like, yeah, somebody calls you nice, it's a bit bland, isn't it? You're nice. Mm. Yeah. Is that all I evoke? Is that the only emotion you get out? Like, is that it? Nice. <laughs> You, you make me evoke several emotions. Yeah, is it nice? Nope. <laughs> um, on that album, I read um, an article when he Healy talks about the the week of the man who's release. Yeah. He said um, they were really worried about it. They read that Q magazine gave it two stars. Ouch. And it was the lead review. This is the Invisible Band, yeah. No, the Man Who. Oh, the Man Who gave it yeah. two out of five. And they okay. and they gave it out two stars the lead review and they'd supported us but they were so disappointed that this album was so different from our first album which oh. was Rocky and Glammy and when we did our enemy interview the journalist was like I really like the record and we were like oh great but he's like it's commercial suicide I've got to be honest with you because <laughs> it really wasn't well it was a I very different sounding it was commercially su- 
Because at that time, I don't know if that's... The hits are big. When boy we go band, through the track, girl band... Yeah, but the singles the... are big, they're accessible. I, okay. Who wouldn't like a bit of Driftwood? Hmm? Who nah. doesn't sing along to that? I was singing along to it today. Yeah. Um, Alright, so this is, this is from Scotsman, still on the Invisible Band. Even the fighter Primrose was back behind the drum kit in a matter of weeks. By the following year, he was ready to power himself through the band's fourth album, 12 Memories and now believes music was a perfect therapy. That's not to say he isn't reminded of the injury every day. It's still painful, he says. I walk two or three hours a day as well as playing drums, and that keeps me fit, but it's never far from your mind. The mild paralysis in my left arm is like having pins and needles all the time, but you learn to overcome and almost separate it from the rest of your nervous system and put it to the back of your mind. Do you really? (sighs) That's hectic. It's hectic, isn't it? Look, um, Invisible Band for me, um, that I've actually wrote, does it get a bit glum here? Um, look, has sing, um, side, a couple of good songs, but again, mm, 12 Memories, Les, 2003. You can't pull faces, what do you think about it? No. Got to number three, didn't get to number one this album. No, not a big fan of that. I just, I think I, t- I taper off after the Invisible Band. Yeah, I'm actually getting to the same as you, right? So, uh, they produced it by themselves. It's a much moodier album. Um, apparently, Fran was going through some depression. Um, and that sort of... He, a lot of the songs are around that state, or he wrote them at that time. And so, it's quite a, a dark, deep album. Mm-hmm. Um, Reoffender did okay. I do love that song. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, it's a good song. Beautiful Occupation. A song about the invasion of Iraq by US and coalition, for- coalition forces didn't make it into the top 40. So the second single didn't get into the top 40. Yeah, because I don't really know much. The Reoffender was a great song. Uh. Like it's about cheating on someone. Uh, it's hectic. Uh-huh. Love um, will come through. Did only better getting in at number 28. But that's, you know. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Okay, listen to this. So Daily Record interviewed him. The singer went to, so Fran went to hypnotherapy appointments which helped him to cure the illness before he recorded the 2003. He said, I wasn't really comfortable talking about this at the time it came out, but 12 Memories was about going into therapy and the record record was the therapy sessions, Fran told the Daily Record. I was feeling really, really bad and didn't want to take drugs to get myself out of it, so I had three months of hypnotherapy instead where you went back and fixed your memories. So that's where the album title came from and each song in it was a memory I wanted to address. You know who else does that? Scientology. That's what... Different com- Totally different conversation. Don't get me started on that. Let's not go there. Um, look, I find this a better album than the Invisible, the Invisible Band. I liked it. It sounded slightly different. Post-tour, they toured with Keen. Post album no. toured with Keen. Keen. Hmm. No, that's not. Hmm. Keen are Keen are a good band. I used to hmm. love that band. No, no, I'm just thinking about Keen. Okay. Uh, so they toured with uh, with Keen, and they released the singles collection, which went to number four. This is that whole Shed Seven piece, right? The singles collection that does your head in, doesn't it? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Because what have you bought all the singles? Like I don't understand. What if you haven't? It's like singles, a, it's just a and great, the worst thing is nine times out of ten for me, the singles are not the songs that I normally like. Yeah, that's true. You want, and that's why I'm the same as you. Strangely, 
is the greatest hits are sometimes better than the singles collections. Always. Yeah, I'm the same as you. Okay. The Boy With No Name, 2007. I didn't know this existed. Neither did I. Okay, good. Uh, went to number four. Named after when Fran and his wife Nora were deciding on a name for their newly born son, he emailed a friend a photo of their new baby boy, labelling it The Boy With No Name. And hence that was the name of the album. Um, Do any of the band members get a say in any of this? This album's about my breakup. This album's about my therapy. This album's about my son's name. Do the other three just sit there like morons? Did you? Yeah, no worries. Did you find any interviews with the other people in the band? No, neither did I. Okay. Um, they brought back in the same producers. They did the Man Who, plus help from Brian Eno, Mike Hedge, and they also worked with Julia Stone and KT Tunstall. Katie Stone. We haven't talked about her. Talk and to me Julia about her. Stone. Yeah, talk to me about Katie first. Kate, she's gone. So I follow her on Instagram and she started to go all like punky and rocky and like really going a bit hectic with the old eyeliner and like <laughs> it's not suddenly I see anymore, I tell you. I love that album. I saw her live at the Enmore Theatre and she was brilliant. You dragged me to see Katie Tunstall at Team the Park, I remember. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. What was that nice song? That suddenly, you... uh, suddenly. No, what? um. It's. The. Heal over. You just you were like you need to hear the anyway. Right, enemy, the boy with no name, one out of five. Okay. The boy with no name is everything you'd expect from a new Travis album and less. The occasionally pretty melodies are played and sung with all the soul of a platform announcement. <laughs> While Fran Healy's vapid lyrics plumbed new depths of banality when he rhymes birds of a feather with shame about the weather. Why does it always rain on Travis? Because they're lifeless drones who should be modelling cardigans rather than sullying this wonderful thing we call pop music. <sighs> right? I'll read you what Franz thought of it. The thing is, song for song, I think that's the best Travis album. But as an album as a whole, it's the worst. To me, that album feels like it's the last 10 furlongs of a horse race where the jockey is whipping the crap out of the horse. And it's not a cruel thing because the horse is going for it too, but it sounds like that to me. We're basically squeezing every last bit out because when I play the record, it sounds like a song from every Travis album, like the greatest hits that didn't exist. Can I just say that whipping a horse is always cruel? Always cruel. So just... Don't get me started on horse races. No, same, I hate it. Um... My view on it, it's okay. It's really long. It's 14 songs, this album. And you feel every one of those 14 songs. A couple of good songs. Big Chair, Battleships, My Eyes. But yeah. Ode to Jay Smith, 2008. Oh, no. Any thoughts? I didn't like it. Okay. Any reason why? I just... I didn't... Did you even recognise? I don't know. I just... I found it hard work. Okay. So... Breaking up from Independiente, they went to their own label, Red Telephone Box Records. None of the singles charted, however, the album oh. did go to number 20. Again, I didn't know this existed. Did Pitch- you like it? Did I like it? It's okay, not bad, however, definitely suffering from Travis fatigue at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, because we did preparation for this episode and I've listened to Travis back to back to back... You do go through that wave of, of Travis. Like you start off... Do I do and skip them. No, you start off with good feeling. You're up there. Man who's up there. And then you start to come down a bit because of the mood of the albums. Mm-hmm. But I will get to some good stuff in a bit. Okay. 
So, Pitchfork, 5 out of 10. I think it's defeatist to use Manhu as a comparison, especially since Travis went so obviously out of the way to make Ode to J. Smith sound nothing like it. But trying to forge a new identity doesn't necessarily mean working against your strengths. It's no shock that the most memorable tune here, Quite Free, features a longing Knives Out vocal line. It's understandable that these guys are seeking an escape hatch from competing against Keen, Snow Patrol and Coldplay considering, the, considering that they've spent the past seven years making writers rue those next Radiohead plots. But one Stereophonics is more than enough. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Some of these guys are brutal. And I don't think they're anything like Stereophonics. No. We've got a solo album from Fran Healy called Recorder. Did you know that? No. Okay. Came out in October 2010. Paul McCartney played bass on a song called As It Comes. And to honour Paul, Fran turned vegetarian with his wife. I was going to say that. How good is that? It's good. Okay. Um, Pop Myers gave it 7 out of 10. Recorder is a hand-picked gift reminding us that it's the thought that counts. And to look down your nose at it would make you a snob. That's a bit patronising, isn't it? Seven the out of ten. <laughs> Look, I actually thought it was quite nice, and I think this is where things actually start to turn. <laughs> That's awful. I wrote that down. I'm like, yeah. Why do you always rain on me, Kev? Oh. Where are you standing? I've got nothing. Where are you standing? 2013. This is genuinely the last two, and I know you disagree with me on this because I made you listen to them. The last two albums from Travis have been a pleasure. Oh, Actually, okay. really, really enjoyed the last two albums. Big Gap, they had five years between records, but this one went to number three. Um, the Telegraph gave it three out of five. Still a bit cruel, to be honest. So their seventh album, Luke, it's a bit nice, a bit, border, a bit boring. The melodies are likely predictable, warm and gentle, however they sneak up on you. I really like this. I think it's fantastic. I think it's uplifting. And it's gorgeous. It's got some really gorgeous songs on it. Because I was listening to all the albums and then I got this and I went, this is nice. I like this. I have to give it more thought. Everything at once, I like the most. Right? Outside of The Man Who. Right? Everything at once was 2016. Went to number five. Got seven out of ten from Leather Than War. Um... Singer Fran Healy had spoken previously about this record being short and succinct and it's true that the record's 10 songs come and go in a quick fashion, none outstanding their welcome. My point on this, I agree 100% with that because 10 songs, all upbeat, all it still has that loveliness to it and you're in and out, right? It's, it's, I, I really liked it. You didn't like it that much, did you? Oh, no, I didn't dislike it, but you were banging on about it as if it was a masterpiece. And I was like, just steady on. What would you give it? I'd give it a seven or an eight. Oh, I'd give it a six. Would you? What did you think? You, I made you listen to Idleworld with uh, Josephine it's on your okay. Yama. It's okay. Didn't like it? Didn't dislike it. Didn't get your fanfare. Okay. I did make you watch the video to Magnificent Time. Whoa! <laughs> I'll post it because it's a fantastic video. Talk to me about it. He's an old... Like, he looks 80. So I sort of said, in my notes, I'm like, it's weird, it's a wonderful video, but does it make you feel old? Because Fran old. has such a young face, 
right? And the rest of the band haven't aged. Like, they still look, they do, 20 years, 20 years on. Franz grown his hair out. And, and um, it's great. And yeah, and to me, I just saw it and I went, what's going on? Bit Tom York. Like, just, and I just went, oh God, if that's how old Fran is, how old am I? Like, yeah, keep it up. But I like that song and I like the album. If you want to listen to some Travis, go and listen to everything at once. It's, it's actually not bad. Thank you. Yeah, all right, okay. They made a documentary, which I really want to see, called Almost Fashionable. Music critic Wyndham Wallace, he writes for The Guardian, The Quietest, Uncick and Classic Pop. He's invited to go on tour with them to Mexico, but Travis are his least favourite band in the world. How amazing is that? That would be brilliant. I watched the trailer, like, and I was like, oh my God, I need to watch this movie, because I just think, what a great setup. That would be like me going on tour with Cool Shaker. That would be it! We or Divine to, Comedy. We need to make that happen. Divine Comedy. Who do you dislike more? Divine Comedy. You need to go on tour with the Divine Comedy. We need to set that one up. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. That'd be brilliant, though. No. Um, I really... They've been together a long time. We're like a couple who celebrate their 60th anniversary and they're still in love. It's all about the relationship. This is the marriage of four men and it's hard enough to keep two people interested. Never mind four. <laughs> uh, the band just released Live at Glassbury in 1999, which is right at this point where the album was released. They said it was a bomb. They hated, yep. they hated it. Um, however, everyone else loved it and it's out if you want to go and listen to them live at Glastonbury. I read about that. They actually walked off a little bit depressed, got home, switched on the telly, yep. BBC Two, yep. Joe Wiley, John Peel. Mm-hmm. Banging on about them. Travis, Travis, they're amazing. <laughs> they feel that that was the tipping point for them. When they know they've made it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You got anything else on Travis? You know you've made it when Coldplay frontman Chris Martin called himself a poor man's Fran Healy. A poor man's Fran Healy? Thoughts on that? Oh. So he was idolising Fran. Oh, Okay. Well, when was that? Because that quote must have come pretty early in his career. Um, like the par- probably the Parachutes album. 2005, yeah. 2005? He's still looking up to Fran Healy. Apparently. Coldplay would have been massive by then. They'd have had two or three albums out by then. They were making their own clothes by then. I can't wait till we talk about We're going to talk about Coldplay one of these days. It's another band that has a slip wistfully into the wind. They've just got worse and worse. Okay. Coldplay's first album Yep I'll stand by it I'll stand by that I like it Got played a lot at school for us as well right Up until the um, The second album What was that Rush of Blood to the Head No Oh I do like that one Okay that's um, two And then the one with the scientist on it Yep um, Then there's X and Y That yep. was good Then I'm done Well that's still four or five albums Is it four? I don't know Right Three albums We'll talk about Coldplay on a later episode sometime. Shall we get into the singles? What else you got? You got anything else? Um, nah. All right, we're cracking on singles. We got four. Uh, Writing to Reach You went to number 14 on the 20th of March, 1999. The video, Travis's videos are excellent. Yeah, they are. They are really, no, they really, are. really good. Um, I was right though, wasn't it? Plain, whole thing. Yeah, I See? Remember it. So Fran is, first of all, I'm like, Fran looks so young in the first video. He just looks so young. Um, he's walking home as an adult, but I feel it's him walking home from school. 
and he kind of gets bullied and picked on. People throw, like other kids throw stones at him. Uh, they shoot arrows at him. And then one of the kids flies the fighter plane at yeah. him and shoots him up as he's running away. Fantastic video. Um, Driftwood went to number 13, 25th of May. The video for this, shot at St. Philomena's Catholic School for Girls, located in Surrey. Hilly and the rest of the band are dressed up as teacher. So you've got one as the PE teacher, the other one is maths, and, and Fran must be the, the head teacher. And it's all these girls getting their end of year school photo. There's just there's hundreds of girls all in front of the school, and Fran's trying to get the camera set up, and then it chucks down with rain. So the kids all try and run away out of the rain, and the band are just left sitting there in the rain. It's a great, it's a fantastic video. Why does it always rain on me? Number 10, 14th of August 1999. Ironically, no rain in the video. So directed by John Hardwick, filmed in Cornwall, Fran's locked in a car, gets out, chases the band who I'm assuming was the guys that locked him in there, jumps in a quarry, a Scottish quarry, and it's quite high too, into the water, and I'm like, it must have been freezing. He was wearing a kilt too. Refreshing. Yeah, you're not going to see your bits again for a while. <laughs> uh, so he comes out of the water and climbs up into a room where the rest of the band are playing and then it pans out and the room is actually a boat floating down the river. Incredible. Like just, the videos are excellent. Turn, number eight, released in November 1999. It's a weird video. Fran gets challenged by his mates, his other bandmates, to do push-ups. Right? So they're on this council estate, which apparently sadly is not there anymore. Um, and basically he has to do push-ups all day and all night. And so people come up and check on him and see how he's going and he's pissing with sweat and it's just it looks horrible and then he sees his mate getting chased and like they start kicking the crap out of him and he's trying to get up and save him but he's got no energy left after the push-ups and that's how it ends but it's just so well shot it's so different anyway the videos are really good for travis should we get into the tracks yes writing to reach you what's your thoughts is this when i'm gonna get nothing and just a don't know what to do here okay so do you like it yes why do you like it best song on the album oh okay by a mile I actually really love this song okay um loved it when it first came out still think it ages well um it is sad you can obviously it's about a breakup sad um I love the beginning bit it has got the same chords to Wonderwall, so it's easy to play the guitar. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, so I'm a big fan, so it's a great start to the album, and you know that I like that. So you put that on, and I'm straight in, and I really like it. And it's by far the best song on the album, by far. Okay. Thoughts? Do you agree with I me? I don't know if it's the best song on the album. I do really like the song. Um, so you, the song as you've mentioned Written on Boxing Day 95 He just split up from his girlfriend Actually she split she, Actually she split up from me mm. She was moving on and I was standing still And it was tearing me apart I was writing a lot of letters and a lot of songs to her Which I was sending and never getting a new reply That's something we don't do anymore When was the last love letter you wrote? Um, like I'm actual, not 12 so. Exactly Would you genuinely write a love letter? Now? No. But people, would would kids write love letters now? 
But why is he sending her things when she's not responding? Yeah, like, and she's she's done. Yeah, yeah, she's dumped him. Like, Move on. Yeah. Shall we play this? Uh huh. Yeah. All right. The fear. Love this song. <laughs> For someone who's a bit on the no, fence about wait, this album. Just wait. Uh, it's a nice song. It's got a bit of a moody, sinister vibe to it. That's when Travis is the best with that sound. Oh, okay. Seems to be about an impending breakup, obviously. All I wanted was the chance to say, I would like to see you in the morning. Rolling over to have you there would make it easy for a little bit longer. Sorry, oh, fun. Sorry. Yeah, no, you can you can feel it. Um, you like this song? Mm-hmm. Okay, playing it. Yep. Okay. As you are. Skip. <laughs> the hammer has fallen. Awful song. Really? Awful. Don't like it. Boring. Wingy. No melody. Don't like it. It gets skipped. I can't even tolerate 30 seconds of it. Wow. Um, sad song. I do like it. More than you do. There's a nice little guitar solo. Nah, there's that. none. Don't get that far. Sounds a bit like original Travis. The song is about being in love with someone you see as being superior to you and the person being too good for you. Every day I wake up alone because I'm not like the other boys and ever since I was young I had no choice. But it's okay to lead me on. I must admit it's not fun to be led on by such a one. It's It's because you wrote a song like that. Oh, come on. (laughs) It's really sad. I'm reading these lyrics and I'm like, oh God, this is so sad. So we're not playing that. No. Lucky, because I didn't. Driftwood. Now I like Driftwood. <laughs> You're my Driftwood, all the wind and no use. Waterfalls will find you. I assume that that's a... I can imagine that's a song about friendship. You assume wrong. Oh, I've often thought that. About, like, moving on from people. Oh, it's about a person not living up to their potential. Yeah, and I get... That's what I mean. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. So you've kind of fallen out of touch with them. There could have been... You know, you've got, like... Been let down a bit. Could have been better. Fran said before... So someone saw this, saw them playing the song live, and Fran said before it, that it was about that person that everyone knows has so much potential but drifts and never does anything with their life. I really like this song. Yeah, me too. I was singing this. So you can't help but sing it. No, you can't. So right into your house um, tonight, right? I don't like it. It's winter here. It's dark. Peak hour Sydney traffic. Gross. Don't like it, right? And I'm riding on my motorbike and it's just... Oh. Anyway, traffic was great. And then second of all, this was very calming. And I found myself ah. at the traffic lights just singing along to Travis. I was loving life. Um, Driftwood, yep. Playing it. Nobody is an island. Every 
last laugh of the laughter. I do like this. I don't know why. You surprised me when you sort of started talking about this. What? What's? What's the beautiful song? Why? Lyrics are beautiful. Melody's beautiful. I love it. I sing away to it. I think it's a. I think it's when Travis are going to be sad. This song does it well. That previous song doesn't do it well. Okay. And there's another couple. This song, really, I think. When Travis want to do that melancholy, mm-hmm. that track does it well. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm playing it because you told me to. Good stuff. Well done. You're learning. Good. Turn. Turn, 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 turn. You can't turn, turn. Kind of, I like it. Your version is horrible. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> No one's listening to you and going, oh, I must listen to that song. <laughs> Do, to listen to how it should sound. Uh, I really like this. Uh, it, you know, it's, 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 Britpop, well, it's just, it's a Travis anthem, you know, it's up there. Um, I'm playing turn. Yeah. Okay. Into another. Oh, you don't like this. Why does it always rain on me? Why are you not happy with this? Why does it always rain on me? Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Why? Can, can I, I just like can it? I just read this? Oh, are you going to read something? Yeah. Go on. So I found this quote. Oh, I can just tell. Go on. But success came with a price. Travis's music was now unavoidable. Why does it always rain on me? Swiftly reduced to an ubiquitous, perversely feel-good busker staple, alongside REM's "Everybody." Hearts. Oh, that's honestly when I read that. Who wrote that? The uh-huh. and, yeah, it was the it was an Aquatus. Okay. Um, why does it always rain on me? Is a busker song. That's what it is. It's overplayed. I just even hear the beginning of it, like just the intro, bum, bum, and I'm like that. Um, I disagree. I really like this, and this is another one I was singing away. I like it drunk. What do you? After a few beers, you'd sing along with your mates. You can imagine having your your someone of mate on each side with your arms around. Where is it always ring on me? Is it cause I lie when I was seventeen? And then you make a joke. Yeah, I lie when I was seventeen. Well, that's about as good as it gets for me. Lead singer Fran Healy wrote the song while on holiday in Israel. Okay, so it wasn't. You would expect to be writing that in Scotland. Right? 100%. <laughs> he wanted to go somewhere sunny because in his hometown of Scotland, after all, it's a country well known for its wet climate and rained all the time. In an interview at the Live 8 concert, he explained that he was spending a short holiday in the southern vacation city, Eilat? Eilat? In the middle of the winter. The city is known for its hot weather, even during the winter time, but surprisingly it began to rain for two days during his stay. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he leaves to avoid the rain. It pisses on rain with him. Alright, I'm playing it. I really like the song. You've got to play it because it's quintessential, Travis. not playing love no, I'm not playing that what so Fran apparently wrote this song about his girlfriend while their relationship was rocky and he wonders why she didn't reply <laughs> really Fran really what's so wrong why the face so long is it over and where are you going that you no longer belong here that's a great line and distance tells you that distance must come between love where have you been love when the mistake we made was in never having planned to fall in love Oh, Fran. Fran. Uh, why don't you like this song? Is it That's why. <laughs> Hashtag convictions are starting to come through, aren't you? You've... See what I mean? Yeah. This is a mixed bag. See, see where I'm all over the place? You are? Just, I just don't know if I'm coming or going with this album. Okay. One minute I'm like that. Love that song. Best song ever. Brilliant, great start to the album. Love that melody, it's amazing. Can't stand it, skip it. Is there's no Are we both agreed we're not loving love? Yeah. She's so strange. She's so strange. And she wore a black massage. <laughs> what the hell does this mean, this song? I was trying to figure out. And she's so strange and she wore a black moustache. And pilfered all the petty cash. She went to Birmingham. She'll soon, she'll, she'll soon be in the can. I mean, it's just that's just nonsense. Yeah. Uh, do you like this song? <laughs> no. No, neither do I. Uh, slide show. Love this. I really like this. What the heck goes on slide the last couple of tracks? Show is so small. Talk to me about your lyrics. You ready? Go on. Cause there's no sign for life. There's no devil's haircut in your mind. There is not a wonder wall to climb or step around. And I know this light show when it's so snow. I love it. It's amazing how you are just flip-flopping on this album. That's what I said to you. You go from, like, you well up, like, and you get so passionate when you sing, but literally the next song. That's like, an amazing line, though. No design for life, Devil's Haircut, Wonderwall. So you got the Mannix, you got Beck from Devil's Haircut, and you've got Oasis again. I honestly love this. I just think it's beautiful. And the way it starts, and it's like, and you opens and shuts things. And yeah. I just love Good, it. Happy with the end to the album? And I'm annoyed because you got to wait for hours for, like, the... The secret track. Yeah, but look, if you park that, it's a great ending. Okay, so we will... I, I really like this song as well, so we'll play it to take out the album. I'm not going to play the secret track. So the secret track is called um, Flashing Light. What did you think about Flashing Light? It's quite rocky, isn't it? It's quite old, Travis. It's quite old, Travis. It's quite rocky. It doesn't fit. I don't know why they bothered. Uh, I don't know. But then we had that whole thing about secret tracks. It's certainly not the worst. Oh no! You don't mind waiting for it. No, you don't. 
I wouldn't wait seven minutes for it. No, I wouldn't waste seven minutes. But what I'd do if I had the tape, I'd probably sell a tape over it, find a six-minute song, and bang oh it my into god. It. <laughs> and you would, wouldn't you? I would. So we will play slideshow to take us out. Um, the blue flashing uh, light. Sorry, the blue flashing light is a hidden track, and it's about domestic violence. He wrote. So maybe it was important to him, and he, he wanted to put in there anyway. Okay, so it's in there. Um, reviews. Let's get into some reviews. I just want to show you something first. What do you want to show me? So, I was at work today. So people know I do this podcast. Okay. And so, my manager's from the US. Right. She doesn't know any of these bands, but she's very supportive. And she said, so what are you doing today? And I said, Travis. Okay. She said, who are they? And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll send you the album. So I sent her the link to Spotify. Okay. She's just texted me. <laughs> I feel like, without even knowing it, she summed it up. And just want you to read that out because I think that's how I feel. Like, not love. With a big thumbs up sign. Okay. I think that's nailed it for me, maybe. But if I stop and take a minute. Okay. But uh, has it? Well, this, we'll get into mine and your ratings oh. in just a second because we'll talk about what you gave it, right? So let's get into quick reviews. Juicy Leaves, one out of five. <laughs> I, tell you, <laughs> I tell you now. People will either love or hate Travis. Dude, that's it. This is why I find they, it so They either love or hate it. Where's my convictions gone? Right. Well, where is your conviction? You're all... Juicy Leaves. The appeal of this completely lost on me. A flaccid, limp dick of an album. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that that's tautology, but I just had to hammer home how mind-numbingly dull this record is. Cardinal Mark, one out of five. Why are bands from Scotland so boring and dour? Dour, dour. Is it down to the bloody weather up there or what? <laughs> uh, if you like your music middle of the road, lifeless and unchallenging, Travis are the band for you. Starting to pick up. Lemonhead. I'm still angry about the Scottish comment. <laughs> Don't make me go on about how many great Scottish bands there are. Or ours. Don't make me do that. Well, you talked about Simple Minds. Don't make me do Deacon that. Blue. They're Era- coming to Sydney. Yeah, they are. We didn't jump on that, did we? Erasure. Mm, they are not Scottish, are they? <laughs> dick proclaimers. That's all I need to know. Lemonhead, three or five. The album never really picks up steam and it's rather quiet and acoustic. Yet in terms of tunes that produce a silent smile on your face, Travis were undeniably the best that could happen in the second wave of Britpop bands. After so many years, it's worth revisiting the Scottish rain. It's a nice review. It's nice. DM Pulp, five, 5 out of 5. Yeah, it's safe to say that The Man Who is just another Britpop album without anything special. But it's also safe to say that if you're lucky enough, you will be able to unravel the complexity hidden behind the simplicity of its songs. And then maybe then, you'll be able to discover the same world I've gone into many times. Those times when I let myself go and let The Man Who take me by the hand and drown me into its lake of beauty. Oh. <laughs> So I love music reviews. I love reading them. I just scan them like that. Right, ratings. What did you give? Seven. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Where would you be? Where would you be? You, uh, seven and a half. Would you stick with that? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. You're just all over the place. I'm struggling so bad because would right, you... I love writing to read. And do you know what? It's also memories. I love this album. Like I cannot stress enough. How many times I played the album? Okay. I learned how to play right into reach you on the guitar. Yeah. I thought it was stunning. Yeah. 
I loved Driftwood yep. Turn yep. And for a point in time I did love Why Does It Always Rain On Me okay. Slideshow is an amazing song Last Laugh of the Laughter I either Because I either love it On the album Or I don't I know I know you're looking frustrated at me But I can't give you the Alright let's put it this way I don't know what Would you have do. So where we're at now Right 21 Would you have it in the top 50 Right Top 50 So you're happy yes. it's in here Okay Top 30 Yes Okay Then we're alright uh, I give it a 7.5 too Okay What do you think now though What would you give it now uh, I think I'd give it a 7 I'd probably drop it I would say a 7 I'd probably Would that drop it down in the charts It, it would yeah I would say it would drop it down. It'd still be in there, but I don't think it'd be this high. Um, all right, so, you ever seen Travis? Tons. Um, I saw the first gig I went to Oasis, there were support acts. Yep. I saw Travis at the Care Hall in Dundee. Oh. I saw Travis um, in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I saw Travis at Tina Park. Wow. Tons. Recently? Uh, no. Not since I've moved here. Okay. Um, so the band TravisOnline.com At Travis Band They're not touring at the moment They've just released a Live at Glastonbury um, Record which I talked about Number 20 I feel uneasy I feel uneasy Number 20 I tell you now Solid albums Solid albums Top 20 You ready? Are we sad that Travis is in the top 20? Should it even be, I can't No it shouldn't be in the top 20 Okay I'm happy with it Are we moving on from Travis now? Is that That's done Okay Moving on Are we sure? Yeah Why? Do you want to keep talking for an hour or two hours? No we're I done want to Travis is conclusion. done I don't feel I've done I've not given my conviction You can, you can come back next week Let's do it next week okay. I'm, I, We're done It's been a long one I'll have a think about it Number 20 Let's go Okay One of your I reckon they have one of your top 10 most annoying songs at the very first couple of episodes. Um, it's also the theme tune to a show which I got wrong, but you hate that song and you do your silly voice when you sing it. Who's the band? <laughs> That's loads of them. But... It's one of your favourite shows from the UK. You, okay. actually, you actually asked me, you're like, this is the most famous UK Comedy show What's the theme song? Oh um, Handbags and the grand <laughs> Yeah that would be my top ten Stereophonics There you go I'll just Album, give... album, album Shh. <laughs> um, No because it could... <laughs> Shh. Everyone shh The album, the first one Word gets around It's going to be Yes Because it's the only one really What? Not that I like, but I What love. a career they've had as well. So, number 20, the phonics, word gets around, Les. Happy with that? Yeah. This is a journey for me, because I will talk about it next week. They were a band I've learnt to love when that first came out. No, you didn't like them when they first came Mm-mm. out. Did not. They were a tough... The, yeah. His I've, voice? Got over it. We'll talk about that. Okay, I'm going to have to go and have a lie down, because... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're done. I'm drained. I'm knackered. My bum hurts from sitting here for too long. Right. Uh, so next week, the phonics. Yep. Anyone want to, to reach out to us on Twitter? We're at Britpop Banter or email us at BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening as we roll into the top 20. The top 20. Here it comes. <laughs> Steamroll. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later, guys. Bye. Bye. There is a slide show and it's so slow.
slow 